Warning! The following episode contains mature subject matters, mentions of immigrant culture, and a Brazilian host with the energy of a chaotic vampire. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Laura Farito Show. My name is Laura Faritos, and this is my show. <laughs> that sums it up. This is episode 8, The Day I Moved to Canada. Enjoy! Hello, 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 I am back, you are back, if you listen to my episodes in the past, you're not back, you're here for the first time if you didn't listen to my episodes in the past, and if that's you, hello, my name is Laura Faritos, I'm a Brazilian immigrant, I have been living in Canada for roughly 10 years now, and this podcast is really my outlet to talk about my unusual lived experiences to interview fascinating people I come across and to promote businesses and brands that I really like. So that sums it up. Today's episode is another story time episode for you. And this one is one of my most frequently asked subjects, which is about what it was like to move to Canada. So, yeah. Let me preface this by telling you that I was not a fan of Canada when I moved here. I know a lot of Brazilians when presented with the opportunity to leave Brazil and come to Canada, a lot of them jumped at it without even thinking twice, you know, like Canada, wow, yes, please. That was not the case for me at all. Um... In the previous episode, I talked about my villain origin growing up and how seven-year-old Laura you used to be really ugly, <laughs> really, really ugly, premature in every aspect, and I was bullied for it. Um, there were two boys that used to beat me up all the time. Eventually, I lashed out and I watched The Godfather with my uncle and... I just decided to save money for two weeks, pay a bunch of kids that were two years older than us to beat up the kids that were beating me up. And I told those kids to tell them that you like money and you will do it again if I tell you to. <laughs> um, so yeah, I went through a villain era after that. And I would say that from 7 years old, roughly until I was 13 years old, my mom used to receive calls from the school principal almost every day. I was always getting into fights, you know. Um, sometimes I would get into fights with people because they looked at me the wrong way. Sometimes I would get into fights with people because they talked about me looking ugly or anything like that. And... Uh, 
sometimes I got into fights with people because they wanted to start shit with me and I wasn't going to start it, but I was sure as hell going to finish it. As I I brought up my ballet concert in the end of the last episode because when I was 13 years old, I my mom used to put me in ballet classes and I didn't like it at the time. I was gothic, I was brute. I didn't align myself with all the ballet girls and the ballet girls knew that. And we had a concert going on, I think we were doing the Swan Lake and one of the girls put her foot in front of mine because she wanted me to trip and fall and humiliate myself. But the thing is that ballet can be really tricky, especially with the whole like tiptoe and the fact that you're putting your entire body's weight on the tip of your toes. And what she did, even though she just wanted to humiliate me, what she did could have resulted in me breaking my foot. Like that was a really, really serious action that she took. And when she didn't break my foot, she wished she had because I turned around and I was like, well, you tried to break my foot. Now I will break your teeth, bitch. So 13-year-old Laura jumped this girl in the middle of a concert and the orchestra had to stop. The, the, the teachers and the parents were horrified. My ballet teacher had to run to the stage to separate me and the girl. I was on top of this girl just like punching her. Um, my mom has so many, so many videos of me on a VHS tape, just like getting into trouble in school performances and stuff. But this is definitely the most iconic <laughs> of all of them. And I ended up getting expelled from ballet classes. Now that I'm 26 years old and I am emotionally mature and I just don't get into fist fights with people part of me kind of wants to give ballet a shot again even though I know it's really rare for people to start ballet classes as adults part of me feels like this would be very meaningful for my character arc <laughs> to close that to, to resolve those issues you know um, but yeah I I went through a period of almost seven years of just being a villain and willingly being the black sheep and fighting people all the time. And then when I was 13, 13 or 14 years old, I watched this self-defense seminar and I understood that at the end of the day, if I know I can hold my ground and I can defend myself, I don't really need to be barking it up to people, you know. In Brazil, we have the saying, which is Cachorro que late no morde. Dogs that bark don't bite. And once I took that self-defense seminar, that's when I decided to lock myself into a new phase. I went into a pacifist phase. Um, between the ages of 14... 13 to 15, I would say. I, I was in a Gandhi, <laughs> Gandhi Laura. I was like, guys, we are better than violence. So oh, we don't need to stoop to their level. Like I thought I was so evolved. 
But let me tell you, that Gandhi phase of mine did not last long because as soon as I moved to Canada, Canadian girls tested me big time. Big time, okay? That's a story for the next episode. But for now, let's just focus on moving to Canada. Um, so, in my pacifist Gandhi era... One of the reasons I decided to um, take a step back from choosing violence everywhere was because I kind of stopped exposing myself to situations where I was dealing with teenagers or people my age. When I was exposed to people my age, I was doing it through the computer. I kind of went into a big gothic gamer phase and I got really... I'm not proud of this, guys. I'm not proud of this. I got really into League of Legends. <laughs> like really into League of Legends like some of my closest friendships with Brazilian friends of mine today are people I used to play League of Legends with when I was like 13 to 15 um, so there I was in my nerd hut playing League of Legends one day when my mom comes behind me and she's like by the way um, remember when we talked about potentially living in another country and I was like clicking my mouse relentlessly and I was like yes and my mom was like yeah well I think it would be a great idea for us to move to Canada and I was like sure you're very funny and she was like yeah well we're leaving in six weeks <laughs> bye and like I was in the middle of a match, I my brain just turned off completely. I was like, what did you say? And everybody was on a call with me and they were like, Laura, what are you doing? You're losing the lane. Go, go, go to the bottom. Go do this. Go. And my brain just shut down. My brain went error 404, not found. <laughs> no hablo. Um... The reason I wasn't really ready for the idea of coming to Canada. One is because my mom basically told me we had like six weeks to say our goodbyes to people. And that like caught me completely off guard. I went into a, re a rebellion bender. I got a bunch of piercings. I cut my hair. I dyed my hair. I started wearing super heavy smudge makeup. I could not care less about school at that point because I was like, I have six weeks left. What does it matter? And another thing I didn't care about, <laughs> which I probably should have cared about in hindsight, was English classes. My mom paid for me to take private English classes and I would often either skip those classes, do nothing in those classes, or text my friends the whole time. And... It was funny because when we decided to come to Canada, my mom didn't really have any English. So she was full on planning on relying on me to do the communication for the both of us. And I went, ah, how do I tell you that you paid for these classes that I didn't attend or pay attention to? <laughs> um, my last few weeks in Brazil were crazy. I would say that the wildest parties I've ever gone to happened around that time. A lot of my friends were older because I I hung out with everyone who was like 17, 18 at the time. 
we all had, you know, our IDs to go get drinks. I had a fake ID. And the weeks leading up to my departure were just filled with open bar parties. There were two really notorious parties that I should bring up. One of them was called the Absolute Party. And it was this open bar party of the Absolute Vodka. And my friends and I got there. And it was just a crazy night all around. Like that movie, The Hangover, has nothing, nothing on the story. And maybe I'll save the story in detail for another episode. But long story short, my friends and I got really, really drunk. And we were in this event that was super packed, full of people. Um, Somebody in the event pepper sprayed somebody. (laughs) And then everybody's eyes started to tear up because this wasn't a well-ventilated area. So everybody got pepper sprayed. (laughs) Um, We all tried to like leave the event running like a herd. I got lost from my friends. Then I found my friends. And then I lost one of my shoes like Cinderella. And they were like, leave it, Laura. It's gone. (laughs) It's gone. (laughs) You'll never see it again. (sighs) We went to this parking lot where we were all just like getting drunk on my mom called me and i should have told her that i was gonna sleep over at one of my friends house but instead i told her to come pick me up i was like mom come pick me up at this parking lot and like she came to pick me up but i was super drunk it was my mom's first time seeing me drunk and because i was rebelling i didn't really care that she saw me drunk either um my friends put me in the car and like it was just so funny because they put me in the car they put me in the back seat and my mom is like i'm gonna have a serious talk with laura when she wakes up my friends are like okay well good luck (laughs) ma'am she drives away with me and as i'm in the back seat i start rolling down the windows and i put like my entire head out of the car as if i'm a dog you know my whole head like i could have gotten my head chopped off in so many occasions there but I just put my whole head, tongue out and everything like a dog. And then I just start at, it was like 11 p.m. or something, but I just started screaming in the middle of the streets, born to be wild. And my mom was driving and she just sees my, my whole butt bent over as I have like my head out. And she just starts slapping my butt. She's like, get back in the car. It was like a whole thing. Um, that's not even the end of the story. Like that, there was so much that happened for my farewell, my farewell party in Brazil. Long story short, I just got really, really drunk with my friends a bunch of times, like really fucked up drunk. And by the time I had to say goodbye to everyone, make my peace with leaving Brazil. It was a really bittersweet moment because I would say that up until six weeks before then, I always talked shit about Brazil. I always hated Brazil. I always talked about how I wished I was in America, how I wished I was one of those girls in those high school movies, you know. Um, I remember that I watched Mean Girls once and I saw Lindsay Lohan walking in the high school with all those lockers and stuff and I'd be like, wow, must be nice to go to such a developed high school. (laughs) 
Well, that was a sentence that bit me in the ass later on, as you'll see in the next episode. But the minute I found out I was leaving Brazil and I was moving to Canada, it was like it, my feelings about Brazil completely switched. And suddenly, all those things that I looked at with so much disdain for all those years, I started looking at it like, will I see you again? Suddenly, I started reminiscing things while they were still happening. You know, I would see people dancing samba, which before I was like, I'm too cool for samba. I don't care. And at that point, in the six weeks leading up to my move, whenever I saw people dancing samba, pagode, funky, I actually looked at it with, like, nostalgia, almost, where I was like, wow, I, I don't know when I'll see this again, you know? And when we did get to the airport, my mom... And I, it was just us, our two cats, Amy and Kelly, our baggages. And my mom couldn't be more excited about the idea of starting over. She really wanted this new chapter. I, on the other hand, I didn't know what to feel. I wasn't happy with the circumstances that brought us to um, feel like we had to leave Brazil and come to Canada. It was just like we weren't doing we weren't having a good relationship with our family. My mom wasn't doing well with business finances there. And coming to Canada just seemed like the best option for us. But I, I wished it hadn't been under those circumstances, you know. So I had a really bittersweet feeling. I didn't know anything about Canada. I didn't know anything about Canadians. I didn't know anything about Canadian culture. I sure as hell was not prepared to deal with this winter. But I knew one thing. I did not want to move to Canada. Ten years later, here I am. And what do you know? I think I'm even learning to appreciate winter. I don't say I like winter. But I'm learning to appreciate winter. And that, my friends, is a huge character development. Not to mention that I speak English now. <laughs> I blow English. <laughs> Granted, not very good at times, but I speak. And this was the episode. You've made it to the end. You listened to my voice this whole time and it didn't drive you crazy. Congratulations. Thank you so much for supporting me. I truly appreciate it. If it wasn't for you, I would be talking to myself. So, <laughs> thank you. If you'd like to stay up to date with my weekly episodes and occasional videos, please follow me on Instagram and subscribe to my YouTube channel at Laura Faritos. If you'd like to stay up to date with my work besides the show, please go ahead and sign up for my monthly newsletter. There, I summarize key takeaways from my episodes, I share links to any other content I produce, and I also include tickets to comedy shows, so that's always nice. Finally, if you'd like to take an extra step and support the making of the show, please consider making a one-time donation, buying my merch, or signing up for my Patreon for just $2 a month. You get all my content ad-free, full length, and sometimes even the behind-the-scenes process. I'm looking at you, media production students. You like the show? Huh? Do you? Do you? You like the show? Prove it. Give me your money. Pay me cash. Dollars. I want dollars. 
This has been a public service announcement. See you in the next episode. Ciao, ciao. So for that.